Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to the Steeler Hangover. This is part two. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. That is Anthony Defio. You know him as Tone Deaf. You know me as bad. And we are your Steeler Hangover team from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We are talking about buying and selling. Are the Steelers market ready? Or are they fixer-uppers on offense? in the 2021 season, and we're doing it position by position. Tony has said that the quarterbacks are market ready. I think they're a little bit more of a fixer-upper, but I'm going to give the nod to Tony, and that's what we're going to do. I uh, like what he said there. We have a live a live super chat coming in, and it's for $5. Joel Campbell, thank you so much. We appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the entertainment. Go Steelers. Appreciate it. Joel, if you do have a question, we'll look for it and we'll throw it at the top of the queue. So uh, feel free to uh, send a question if you have one. But thank you so much. I do appreciate that. And we appreciate everybody here that is hanging out with us. So uh, Badage says, LOL, I love watching the looks on your faces when reading the live chat. Um, so I'm going to bring up Bad Itch because he mentioned two things from pop culture. You know, we're pop culture guys here. The one was where he got wrong. I wasn't going to call him out on it, but I'll call him out. It's actually from Leave it to Beaver. It's actually Eddie Haskell and not Haskins, who that actor just passed away last year, Tony. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I had his name on the tip of my tongue. I'm sure it'll come. He mentioned Leave it to Beaver again with, uh, from why I was laughing, he didn't mention the source, but it was a joke from Revenge of the Nerds and Spirit Night when the dirtiest words ever spoken on television were, Ward, weren't you a little hard on the beaver last night? 
And so that's that's from Revenge of the Nerds. And when I saw that, I started to laugh. And he just mentioned that he loves seeing our faces when we read the live chat. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, we also talked about Tony Dow. No, no. That's the big brother, Andrew right? Wilmar. No, yeah, that was... Uh, what was the big brother's name? There was Beaver. There's... Uh, Tony Dow was the older brother. Yeah. I forget. Oh, his, I forget his uh, character. Oh my gosh! I I should know this stuff. Dude. I didn't watch it first round, but um, now nah, it it wasn't uh, Wally. Is it Wally? Wally. Yeah, it was Wally. Okay. And Eddie Haskell, like I said, Eddie Haskell just died last year, and his name is Ken Osmond. No relation to the Osmond brothers, but he just passed away, and I believe it was. If I'm not mistaken, it was like last May or, or something during quarantine. So, um, yeah, that's when he passed away. But he's he's been around a long time, a very beloved actor. And uh, everybody knows an Eddie Haskell. And as a, uh, a scout leader, I have a few Eddie Haskells there. That <laughs> you know, that I I just know that they're they're gonna be you you see them from afar and they're cutting up and they're and they come over and they're like hey Mr Brian yeah. you're doing a great job <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know they're throwing stuff at trees yep, yep. <laughs> and destroying every, every group <laughs> so anyways uh, so let's go to the running backs Tony and uh, the the running backs situation. I think I know where you're going to go on this. It's a fixer upper, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, even if they would resign Connor, I think it, it's still a fixer upper because we know his injury history. And of course, Benny Snell, we were, we were pretty excited about him two years ago coming out of Kentucky in the fourth round. But, but other than that, you know, he, he came on at the end of 2019, but he really didn't build on that, on that last year. And, and uh, of course, Anthony McFarland's a total unknown. So I think you know you you have to uh, you you have to do some uh, major repair on that on that position group this year. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. We need a new number one. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. But you don't have to yeah. get them a number one. <laughs> yeah, you, that's that's my next question. Right. Where uh, are you ta- if you're t- if you're general manager Tony Defia? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at here? Because I, I think I know you wrote an article on who you really love in the draft. Right. So are you looking at – you just said not in the first round. Not so necessarily. Who do you have your eye on, really? I know I know nobody agrees with me. And I'm uh, Steeler 11 said you know, uh, my article yesterday, the only position would be a reach is center. But I think that, that, you know there's such a distinct drop-off from Creed Humphrey, at least in, in terms of – him being a safe pick, uh, Landon Dickerson, obviously he's badass, or at least he was, uh, but, but, but the injury history, it's just, you just don't know. Uh, so it'd probably be center for me, even though Creed Humphrey's probably the only one you could imagine being taken in the first round, but uh, that's what it's so intriguing this year because, because what if he's sitting there and there's only one of those three, three running backs that's still on the board, you know, it, it's going to be hard to pass on, 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 on whether it's Najee Harris or, 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 or Etienne or, or Javante Williams. I mean, you know, ideally I'd like to wait till the second round, like get 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 a somebody like Trey Sermon from Ohio state, but uh, I mean, it's, 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 this is the year uh, where it's, it's just, it's just so it's, there's so many unknowns 
But if you could wait till the second round, I, I would rather wait till the second round to get to get get my running back in the future. I would love to, but I don't care if they can go for a home run and they feel they could they can take care of those other spots later on in the draft. Then I'm fine with them going in the first round. Mm-hmm. Now I don't mind if they wait until the fourth round. They could go in the second round of the fourth. Their mm-hmm. second pick of the fourth, and go Chuba Hubbard if they want to. They could go with a Gainwell from Memphis. Somebody has compared him to another McFarland. You know, they can go. They can go up top if they want to go. I love Javante so much that if they felt that he was good enough to go twenty four, and don't think they could get him at fifty five, yeah, then you know. Go Javante. I kind of trust these guys. I do want to ask Andrew Wilbar, though. I do trust his stuff. I know he's in the live chat. Um, In fact, we might have to get headphones on him in a a couple weeks. So um, that's something we might do. Um, But Andrew, who are you taking at running back? And where are you taking a running back? I'd like to get your opinion. Because here's the thing. John C. just said something that I really like. And I've been talking about this guy a lot. If you, Tony knows, I've been talking about this guy. I think you could get Trey Hill in the fourth round from Georgia. Right. Yeah. A lot and of people. I, yeah. I think he's really good. A lot of people like him now. I'm, I'm starting to see more and more people talk about him. And, and you brought him up weeks ago. And you can get Quinn Miners is still out there. He's a third rounder. I think you've got Josh Myers, who could be a third rounder, might not drop to you, but the Ohio State kids there. If you're if you're comfortable with Dickerson, Landon Dickerson, then we you're comfortable with his injury history, then you take him. So I'm gonna jump ahead here and I'm I'm asking for people from uh people from the live chat. And so Matt Stofko, one of my buddies from Johnstown, is saying that uh you know you go ahead and fix the line first. So what I'm gonna do here, uh an, you know, another running back I missed is Trey Sermon. I like him a lot from Ohio State. Um, Eric Pereira mentioned him. Um, somebody else mentioned him. If I don't give you credit, I do apologize. Oh, Sherry Richards, Sermon in the third. Yeah, you can go with a guy like Sermon. What he did against Illinois in the the uh, Big Ten championship game, I was at a good yeah. friend's house that that was a uh, – when we went over there for for a Christmas gathering, and they're big Ohio State fans. And there, I was watching this guy. I was like, "Whoa, he looks like he could be a, yeah. a runner for the Steelers." But yeah, before, go ahead. Before, before I even knew who he was, I was talking to my uncle. I was over at his house around the holidays, and he watched him. And I don't think it was the maybe it might have been the Big Ten Championship. And he kept saying, "That guy is a tank." And I said, "Wow, that sounds like a Steeler running back, at least from the past. From the past, anyway." So, yeah, I mean, that's 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 what caught my eye when, when my uncle described him as a tank. So. Now, we got your answer on that, and so you are. It looks like you gave us an answer for center. You basically told us that center is a fixer upper. Then, oh, it has to be. And with, with the, uh, I like BJ Finney as far as depth, and 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 I mean, CJ Hassenauer, he's such a uh, unknown. I mean, you know, how can that not be? Yeah, it has to be a fixer upper. And you just, you just lost a borderline Hall of Famer and and Marquise Pouncey to retirement, and and now you have. You have uh, Finney, who may or may not be uh, done as far as based on what happened last year with him. 
and CJ Hassenauer, who's a total unknown. All right. Before I bring up Wilbar, I want to bring up NVR, NDR. This is going to be a great draft. All caps, great. That's all I know. You're right. I think this is going to be a great draft. I still think they need a they need a fifth round pick. I would love to see them get a fifth round pick. Now, Wilbar, this is why I'm talking about this kid here. He, he could be 70 for all I, I know, but I'm calling him a kid. Um, <laughs> if Williams falls to 55, he's the pick. One sleeper I like is Deion Jackson Duke. 5'10", 215, 4'4 speed, good pass blocker and receiver. Sixth round steal. Tavian Feaster from South Carolina is another one. Don't know a thing about either one of these guys, Tony. And I now I'm going to look these guys up. Yeah, you got to look them up now. Definitely do our so, research. I love it. Wilbar, you're my new best friend. And well, I'll put you like number seven on the list. How about that? But uh, you're my buddy now. And now I'm going to be bugging you for stuff. So mm -hmm. thank you. Um, good job. Um, so let's uh, let's go ahead and. I want to be, bring up Tyler here. Arthur Moat said something similar on his podcast. The line doesn't look like it's gotten better since last year, but there's potential to improve at center and tackle. So let's talk about tackle. This is a very interesting position that I want to talk about here. And let's just talk about tackle and guard. So you mm -hmm. can break them down um, since before we, uh, we uh, get short on time. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and do this. Offensive line. Do you think they're market ready for 2021? Um, leave out center. Leave out center because we already right. did it. Yeah, not necessarily. I think you're okay at guard and, and, and at guard, right and left guard with the Castro. I think he he was just injured last year, and Kevin Dodson looks like the real deal. Tackle is interesting because you know they're obviously they obviously like uh, Zach Banner a lot. They signed him to a, a two year deal. Um, you know, so he's he's in play. They signed Joe Haig. He's still pretty young. He said 38 career starts and, and shoots core for the third round pick in 2018. Uh, and, and he's had 19 starts at right tackle. So, but I, I think there's, there's room there. I think there's room to bring in another tackle and let him compete. So I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're market ready. I think, I think they can use another tackle. I am going to say for the 2021 opener they they are market ready at garden tackle. I'm going to say they're ready to start the season for it. Now, can they last? I think. I really think they can They can do okay with this line. I think DeCastro is going to be better. I think he was hurt last year. Mm -hmm. I think Banner is an incredible run blocker. You're going to see a full starting year of a run blocking extraordinaire in the form of Kevin Dotson. Oh, yeah. Look, is there was there a lot? I mean, you could, you could complain about Chooks all you want, but was he the problem last year? I think there was more of a problem than just Chooks. I he started I, fifteen games. <laughs> yeah, I I really don't think that uh, that he was a problem. So I really think that this this offensive line is going to be better going into twenty twenty one. And some people still love Big Al. Some people don't like Big Al. You might see Big Al. Big Al has a better chance to come back than James Conner does at this point, as far as I'm concerned. And you might see, I mean, they, they've they had some conversations about him. And he might want to come back for another year. Remember, his best friend in the world is David DeCastro. 
he might it might be worth it for him to come back on a one year deal if he wants to play. So right. I'm just thinking that that's a guy that that I that uh, that you might see back. But you definitely have to draft. I'm I'm not saying that you don't draft. Do you have to draft a guy that is ready right away? And somebody mentioned it was Blake Literal says, and I was talking about this big time last week about how I want them to trade back. And Blake said that he's on team trade back. Now here's a guy, Donald Nolan. I respect what Donald says. Tevin Jenkins is a beast. OT pick should be there at 24. I think Donald, I think he's there at 32. I think he's there at 34. If you get a chance to trade, you could pick up maybe a third round pick. You could pick up a fourth or a fifth. And if you get another fourth, that makes up for not having a fifth. I know you have two fours. But what I'm saying is I think you're okay, but you have one waiting in the wings for the future. If you have to throw one of those guys in, that's fine. They, they're going to take a tackle. Does he right. have to be a day one starter? I don't think so. And that's why I'm going through this exercise. But Tevin Jenkins, Donald, is awesome. He's he's the guy I want more than anybody. But you Oklahoma I, State, right? Yeah, I don't think I think you could get him. My I think you could get him in the in uh outside of the the first round or very early in the second. Mm -hmm. If you trade back but don't trade too far, you get someone else in there, you could do a lot of damage in a draft this good for all the needs that you have. So that means that what if, what if you get, what if something happens, you get a second round pick? You probably don't, but what happens if you can get Javante a little quicker? Um, Javante might go early in the second round. He might slip down to 55 because remember, remember how far um, now, Clyde Hilaire went 32. We know mm -hmm. that. But remember how far the uh, other guys, Jonathan Taylor. I almost wanted to see Jonathan Taylor Thomas from, uh, from uh, Full House, not Full House, from Home Improvement. And uh, Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Rowling, um, how, how far they went down. Right. They were around the 55th pick, uh, somewhere around there. Taylor might have been a little bit earlier. But the Steelers could have had Dobbins, went the other direction. We're not going to debate that. But you know, you can get a you can get the third running back in the draft, which could be Javante Williams there, and get a great offensive lineman first. If you want to get the inside linebacker that I've been talking about, you want to get him in the first round, or you might be able to trade back and and get him very early in the second. So there's some things you can do there. There's a lot of places to mix and match. But that's why I'm saying this about tackle. Uh, I don't think you have to, for Tevin Jenkins, I don't think you have to get him at 24. You have room to move and still get him. It's a risk, but you can still get him. Yeah. And this is something Gyro just said, Najee to me is the best back in the class. That's why I love this running back class. There's people that are saying Williams is the best. I think Williams is awesome. I would take him. Eddian is the best. I would take Eddian. Najee is the best. I would take Najee. But like I said before, I'm I could take Chuba in the fourth round. 
Um, the kid from Buffalo, somebody mentioned, Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma. I could take him in the fourth round you know, and get and fill some of those other needs earlier. Um, Sherry says this, and absolutely right. I could live with that, but a third is probably more realistic. And I think that's for, uh, is that for a tackle? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what she was saying. Um, uh, I think she said uh, uh, trading down to 32, maybe you can snag a third for that. For, yeah. For that move. I, I think I think you can get a third. Um, Eric Paris is the only problem with trading down is need for cornerback and linebacker. Well, here's the thing. If you trade down, you know, here's a really, and I mentioned this last week, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they would love to move up to get a running back because that's, that's the position that they need more than anything. So they would love to move up there. And if they did, you would be picking a 32. And you could probably score, to move down that much, you could probably score an early third-round pick, or you can get their pick at 64, maybe. Right. So that's that's definitely worth that trade and still get somebody that you want. So... That's a possibility. Yeah, you can maybe and, and the tackle the tackle position so deep this year. You could probably who knows you, you might be able to go in the second round. All right, let's uh, let's we got two more positions to go over. Wide receiver, we could go quick on this one. Oh, it's market ready for sure. I, I really think it is. I still think you pick one later on because you know how they pick wide receivers. I still am jonesing for a guy that you can get late in the fourth or in the fifth, not not really past the fifth. I've been seeing him in mock draft simulators that he's not going to go past the fifth, but I still am in love for An with Anthony Schwartz from Auburn, the second Auburn guy. He runs a four. He's I think he's run a four point two eight, something like that. Wow, he'd be a kick return man. He would, I mean, he would be absolutely amazing. That that's a guy that I would look at. Um, I would bring in a receiver like that. You don't have to bring anything huge. Remember, Juju could be one more year on the team. You you still could be looking at Juju's second walk year in a row. Right. It, it's a possibility. Wilbar says 4.26. Yeah. I was close. 4.28. Not bad. Yeah, this guy is blazing fast. And But here's the problem. Everybody's finding out about this guy. Right. They talked to this guy at the senior bowl. They sat down and, and talked to him. Mule says he's a bad route runner. Um, the thing at where where I'm going to take him, Mule though, is I would I would take the fact that you have so much in front of him. Yeah. Have him on kick returns. You know he's going to break one. And that you could teach you could teach somebody how to run routes at the professional level. It's not like it's impossible. No. So I I would yeah. You've got Ike Hilliard there that can help out. Um, so the, this draft is going to be so cool because there's so many ways to go, Tony. So yeah. I agree with you. I think they're market ready. They're gonna they'll add one. They're not going to add one early. I would be disappointed if they added one in. Um, I'd be disappointed if they added a safety in the mm -hmm. first three picks. I'd be uh, disappointed if they added a running back in the first four picks. And excuse me, a wide receiver in the first mm -hmm. four picks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. There, there you go. Um, the last position group that I want to talk about, 
it's the tight ends. This All is right. an interesting one because you have Eric Ebron. Yeah. But what else do you have? Yeah, that's the problem. And, and that's, uh, he's definitely a really, he's definitely a great, he's become, he's become a dependable weapon or not dependable. He has to drop. So Ben, Ben's a bit depending on him. He's a very, very uh, good weapon, almost like a fifth receiver out there. Um, but uh, you don't have anybody at number two. You have Zach Gentry, who's proven nothing over two years. And after that, who who else? Kevin Rader. Is he still on the team? I don't even know. He is. And I, I think he's got the best chance right now to be the backup. Mm-hmm. But there's a guy that Simon Elias says you should bring back. Simon Elias, excuse me. And I kind of agree with him. I I think after June, you might see them bringing back Jesse James on the cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, because he's already made a he's already made a more money than he probably ever thought he would when he signed that deal with the Lions two years ago. All that guaranteed money he got in that deal, so he's probably you, you might be able to get him on a, on a as you said a pretty uh, cheap deal. Now, if if I if I pick somebody else that said it and you said it beforehand, I remember. I I don't multitask well, so I'm going to bring up a few people here. Um, NVR, Tommy Tremble. Yul Skinner says Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame, round three if he lasts. Uh, there's there's another guy that I like a lot. Um, I wasn't thinking, Fry- I mean, I like Fryermuth. I just don't think uh, Blake says trade back for him. I like Fryermuth. Um, Stacy says still need a tight end. Um, the guy that I like... There's a guy you can get in the fifth round. They don't have a fifth round pick, though. But Trey McKitty out of – gosh, I'm liking Georgia. I'm liking some guys from Georgia this year. Uh, you can get a Trey McKitty if you uh, if you wait. But is he going to be ready right away? He's more, Trey's more of a blocking tight, tight end. Um, Andrew says Dax Raymond still has a shot at the roster, and they have, they have him there. Um, the other guy that I was looking at is – now I just lost his name – I know you guys are going to help me out with this, but the kid from Boston College too. That's that's a guy that that would be a third round pick that I would look at too. And I, like I said, I just lost his name, and somebody's going to throw it up here in a second. So I appreciate that. But this draft is going to be so fun. Oh yeah, it's so much it's so much fun when they're at the end of the first round because because they they, they it's, it's, and, and the possibilities are endless, and they have so many needs. Yeah. The the draft week is going to be great. And also, so check out BTSC Draft Week. Tony, I, I don't know if I even told you this. We are going, again this year, we are going to go after every single pick. Not you and I, a whole bunch of us. Mm-hmm. After the first round pick, anybody from BTSC that wants a chance to, uh, from the BTSC contributors that wants to go ahead and get on and talk about it. We're going to bring you in one at a time to talk about the first round pick for five minutes or so. So we're going to be doing that uh, right after the first round ends. Then after immediately after every single pick, one of us is going to go on. It could be Michael and Jeffrey. It could be me and Tony. It could be it could be the boys from Down Under. It could be a combination of Jeff and uh, and Coach Coach uh, KT. It could be, uh, gosh, it could be Shannon White. It could be, yeah, you know, it could be any one of us. You know, the Scobros. It could be those guys. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, before I get onto anything else, 
this is a very special day. This is the 47th birthday of one Richard Schofield, Big Bro Sco. Happy Woo! birthday. Happy to birthday. Big Bro Sco. Such an innocent young age, 47. <laughs> what a, a whippersnapper. Yeah, he's yeah. young to us. <laughs> he, has a whole, he has his whole life ahead of him. He'll, he'll love it. He'll love it. Happy so, birthday. That's happy birthday, my man, Big Bro. One of, gosh, one of my favorite Sco brothers. I'm not going to say which one's my favorite, but he ranks up there. Uh, as far as uh scobros i love that guy you know a great dude happy birthday from april 5th so do we do you know some other famous people that were born on april 5th more famous than big bro sco uh how could you be how could you be i, I don't know anybody that would be more famous he care by the way he carries the scobro show so you know he's the he's the he's the head cheese in that Scobro show. You're gonna <laughs> remember he's one of your bosses. The other one's one of your bosses. I'm very controversial. <laughs> Agnetha Faltzgog. It's her birthday today. Who's that? She's one of the A's in ABBA. Oh, okay. I, she's the blonde from ABBA. So, well, I mean, but you're gonna love this one. The master of the diamond cutter was born today in 1956, Tony. Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. Diamond wow. Dallas Page. So he's like, he's he's retirement age now. Holy cow. I tell you what. One of the greatest men. When I say men, I'm talking greatest people. He is a fantastic person. And he has saved the lives of so many people with yeah. his EDP yoga. He is a mm -hmm. great, he's fantastic. Not just other wrestlers. He's, uh, he's helped a lot of people lose a lot of weight, save lives. He's, he's fantastic. He's a, actually a humanitarian, great guy. His name, real name is Paige Falkenberg. And, mm -hmm. and he did not start wrestling until he was 35 years of age. Now he was in there as a manager, but he, they laughed at him and he became a hall of famer. He was great. Yeah. Also, I mean, even... are you familiar with house party, Tony? Vaguely. Kid Vaguely. and play. Oh, Christopher okay. Kid okay. Reed from kid and play. His Please birthday he's is older. today. He's older than us. 1964. Okay. Good, 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 good. Cause I, I remember when they were, I remember when they were really young and I thought, I thought yeah, I was a teenager. So, okay, good. I feel better. Pharrell Williams. The singer of Happy. Oh, okay. He's he's really talented. He was born. He is a year younger than uh, Big Bro. A year older than Big Brosco. If Big Brosco was born in seventy four, Pharrell turns forty eight today. Mm. So, um, Big Brosco was born the very same day as South Korean actor Um Tae Wung. I might not be I might not be doing well with that. And somebody that we mentioned on the show already, we mentioned somebody on the show was born on this day in 1976. We talked about him about 10 minutes ago. Oh. Steelers wide receiver coach Ike Hilliard. Oh, okay. Happy birthday. 45 years old today. Sterling K. Brown is 45 years old today. 
He was from the People versus O.J. Simpson. He's also, for Steeler fans, you know him from a show that is very Steeler-centric. This is Us. Yeah. Big Steeler fans, This is Us. Sterling K. Brown, Emmy winner. He's won a, multiple Emmys. You know, great stuff. So his birthday is there today as well. But they all pale in comparison to one Richard Schofield, Big Bro Sco. So there happy birthday, my man. We love you here. And we we love you so much, we're not going to sing to you. How yeah, that would that? be cruel. That'd be cruel. <laughs> so there we go. And I, I didn't see any of, uh, I really did, didn't, I was looking at another page, so I did not see any of the live chats there, but I'm going back through and I see hashtag pay Kyle. I knew pay Kyle was going to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, from DDP to BBS, Big Bro Sco, happy birthday to all of you. Um, yeah, Sterling K. Brown um, was in uh, Black Panther as well. And uh, I, you know what? We're, ge- we're going to have to do this. Steelers Pittsburgh said it. And I want you to go ahead and look down there. Big Bro Sco, Bart Scott didn't say it as well. We've, <laughs> we've got to do this. So uh, I'll go ahead and throw that out after we do our regular ending but hey thanks so much uh for hanging out with us tonight tony appreciate you oh it was fun it was a fun informative show i I learned a lot tonight and i hope everybody else did and hope you did too it was great so what i'm gonna say is you've got the uh you've got the hashtags btscbad hashtag d-e-f-e-o-m-a-n defeo man or You've got our our uh, website, excuse me, our web addresses, email addresses. Gosh, not I'm, I'm killing it at the end here, and not in a good way. Um, you have our email addresses as well, Myron at gmail.com and tonedef at netzero.net, the oldest web address, the email address in the history of man. Um, oh, God. Tony's going to leave that. He's going to go watch... Um, He's gonna go on his MySpace account next and see what's going on there. I so, can't get rid of that. I can't get rid of that account. I, I want to get rid of it, but I just can't. They, every time I, try, I call, they say we. They say we'll give it to you for free. <laughs> so hey, thank thanks so much uh, to all of you. Yeah, go ahead and get those reservations in for the draft that is coming up. It's your draft. Have fun with it. It's coming up in three weeks. We're in two weeks. We are going to do the draft lottery. So get ready for that as well. And for Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Just when you think you've got all the answers. We keep changing the questions. Have a great week. Can't wait. Woo. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. 
offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.